Live from Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right. Welcome to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. Quick shout out to AKRS, your premier John Deere dealer, is looking for the best talent across the country. Check out current openings at AKRS.com, career to apply online. I'm your host, Megan Walker, and with me tonight, I have got Harrison on the board, as well as the one and only Juwan Gary from the Huskers basketball team. Juwan, thanks so much for coming on. Definitely no problem. Definitely no problem. Love it. Okay, so let's let everyone know a little bit about who you are. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who I am. But now I'm Juwan, you know, transfer Alabama University. Um, play on the basketball team for Columbia, South Carolina. No too special about me, just, you know, a Cone Husker for sure. Go Big Red. <laughs> I love it. So how was your first season at Nebraska? Um, it was a great experience just from a crowd standpoint. You know, I didn't – first of all, I never knew a Nebraska was a real place. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just from being from the South, you don't really hear about Nebraska. But, you know, um, Bryce McGowan, Trey McGowan, those are my best friends for sure. So, you know, they gave me the rundown, like, what can I do for the team, what I'm going to expect. So, you know, came in here with a – Chip on my show just to prove who I am, who I'm going to be during this team. You know, the season wasn't a great season what we wanted to have, but it was a fun season because, you know, fans came to every home game and sold it out, like, just from just us playing, having a great season. So I liked how the fans came and supported us every season. Um, win or lose, it was still a great support from them. But, you know, but like I said, first season here, you know, coming back next year, I feel like it's going to be a, a better season for us for sure. That's awesome. So you definitely felt supported from the Nebraska community. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way you guys, uh, especially, you know, you lose two starters, but I think the reason, at least in my opinion, why the crowd responded so well is the resilience. Like, you guys could have laid over. Like, you had a million excuses in the book. If you're looking for reasons to just kind of coast for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys had it all. But oh. it was just a lack of fighting. You know, you're losing two starters. Things aren't going the way you want. Uh, but then you had a little drought there, and then all of a sudden Sam Hoiberg starts coming alive. Mm-hmm. You start coming alive. I mean, we start getting all these players. Uh, you know, even Keita. I don't want to keep him out of the mix, but everyone started pulling together. And you know, these guys off the bench, we didn't even really know. You know, mm-hmm. how many of these guys are ready? Because Big Ten basketball, it's just a different beast. Mm-hmm. It's just bruising, and if you don't know what you're doing out there, they're going to expose you real quick. Okay. So, I mean, I guess what do you have to say about you know just the teams? identity at that point in the season when it felt like everything was going south but you guys rebounded and almost just forged a new identity out of necessity almost oh like you said two stars going down me and emmanuel you know it was kind of a kind of a down for a lot of people but you mm-hmm. know um it was the next man up like denim dawson sam hoiberg you know blaze Keita, like they really was in practice every day you know working on their crowd because you know their name was going to be called anytime mm-hmm. you know sam hoiberg beating you know coach fred's son i mean it really didn't matter to him like He's calling the mayor now, so you know, <laughs> we call him Seatbelt Sam, so stuff like that. You know, he's just a hard player. Like, he don't really care what he brings on the court, but at the same time, he's just going to play hard. You know, them Dawson was a, a big effect when I went down just from yeah. an athletic standpoint, you know, rebounding, you know, crashing the board, stuff like that. You know, Blaze, you know, that's my guy. I love Blaze. That's my, <laughs> that's my guy. You know, he's a big rebound type of guy, you know, physical type of guy. But, you know, a lot of people going – not be knocked down, but at the same time, it's always that next man up. And I'm glad those three was always the next man up. And like, Willie B, um, even Ole came in the game and affected the game a lot of yeah. times. So, um, they was always prepared. Like, we, like at the end of the day, we basketball players. You always got to be ready to play. So, you know, it really wasn't a big big effect for us. But at the same time, the next man up was always prepared. And then uh, was that defensive identity, was that something that you guys were trying to carry with you all season? 
because uh, just felt like, especially later down the stretch, um, obviously Sam Hoiberg was a popular one because those OT steals are going to mm-hmm. put you on the top of any social media feed. But down the stretch, it felt like you guys really dug your heels into being a defensive unit. Was that kind of the vibe you were getting on that roster? Um, Coach Fred, like when I first got here, his big emphasis was defense. Um, that's why he recruited me because I'm mm-hmm. a big defensive player. Um, like anybody can score the ball, you know, any. Sam, you know, E-Man, D-Walk for sure um, can score the ball. But in the day, like, who's really going to settle on defense and then get a stop? And when it came to getting a stop, it made it way more fun because you're getting steals, blocks, mm-hmm. getting transition, getting alley hoop stuff like that. So that defense was a big part of who we was and who we became. So I like I liked the way we played defense this year for sure. Yeah, it's super exciting. And, again, like – uh, the mayor out there just making those steals. <laughs> I'll say one thing about him though, and just the roster in general. I mean, you guys—it looks like you guys took the weight room seriously. Like I don't—I don't really remember Megan. Maybe you can speak on this. Like I don't—I know it's just your freshman year. Maybe not. <laughs> but I'll be honest. Like some of these teams in the past, like I haven't seen such like rapid growth. And I don't know if it's just guys just taking it that seriously in the locker room, but just a lot of surprising athleticism coming out of the group that. I mean, even Brian Bach looks like he was moving a lot better this year, which I wasn't really anticipating. So just kind of what was that off season like, everyone getting ready? Um, The summer workout, I ain't going to lie, was probably the best time I ever like felt good after a summer. You know, um, my man, Kurt Joseph, our strength conditioning coach, really emphasized uh, like strength conditioning and stuff like that. But he didn't want to make it to the point like we just lifting mad weights. Like, right. you know, we worked on our stamina, running technique, mm-hmm. you know, mobility, like stuff like that. So that really – that summer was a real good thing for us because we bonded as a team, you know, having new guys, having old guys coming back. But that summer was a great thing for us because we really got mad strong, connected, you know, stuff like that. But I shout out to my man Kurt because he really did it all for sure. Absolutely. And again, if you guys want to join the show, we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can ask your questions there. Uh, we're also on Allo, channel 951. You can catch pretty much all the shows, even through the middle of the night. We got those reprodcasted for you. And if you're just listening on FM Airwaves, Sartor Heyman text line 402 464 5685. You can join the show that way. And uh, Megan, I know you guys got some uh, Lincoln's Pub. Oh, yeah. Shout out to those guys. What'd you guys get today? Juwan got a burger, which was very picky, and then I got a BALT, which is my favorite. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you were having this conversation. What do you mean he's picky? Picky eater? Apparently, Juwan is very picky about what he eats. You're right. You're right. <laughs> because it's some things out here who got bad texture. Like, pickles, <laughs> tomatoes are not it on a burger. A plain burger with lettuce with ketchup and mayonnaise and mustard is totally fine with me. Just so, like, saying. looks, are you basing it on, like, looks or texture? Nah, texture. Cause texture. I don't care how it looks. Like, a strawberry <laughs> looks sexy to me, but it's not good. <laughs> so, are mushrooms out? I got oh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> mushrooms definitely out. What about onions? That's kind of crunchy. Cross out. it. <laughs> hey, it. you're still a good basketball player. I guess food doesn't really matter to you. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Does so the you, nutrition table have a hard time getting you to try to eat because you're a picky eater? It, they, <laughs> they surely do because, like, say we get, like, a steak. I hate my steak with any pink in there. Like, <laughs> I get a well done, and every time I get a well done steak, Coach Fred, I'll be like, why you eat a hockey puck? I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> like, you eat your straight, this straight meat. I'm like, yes, it's good, though. But that A1 sauce make it way better, so it's totally fine with me. Do yeah, you, you might get cross-eyed in the Midwest for a hockey puck steak, <laughs> but we'll let it slide. Do you eat at the training table for every meal? No. Mm-mm. What do you do instead? I go home and cook. You know, make my good old Alfredo pasta, you know, with some garlic bread, call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you just suffered a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Yes. And have you, you had a previous ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Was it your freshman year? Mm-hmm. So how have you been handling with being out? 
Um, so I would say my freshman year, you know, that really was my biggest, you know, injury I ever had, you know, instead mm-hmm. of like a sprained ankle or like a sprained wrist. But, you know, it was kind of a hard thing going through it because COVID hit right after. Yeah. So it was kind of <laughs> a longer process for me. It took way longer than I expected. It took like a year and a half just to get back to 100%. But once I got 100%, like it was to the point like, okay, I'm not going to think about what I just went through. It's time to get back to going. So, you know, as time moving on, as time moving on, you know, I started playing again, then two years, like a year later, I got my shoulder dislocated, but I never got surgery. I always play, if anybody see me playing like in the big brace, I always play in that brace every game just because I was protecting my shoulder. Then one home game here, it fully came out again to the point I couldn't put it back in like I used to. So when I went to the doctor, he was like, you're going to need surgery. If you kept playing, you're going to need open shoulder surgery. I said, oh God, please. You know, I said, okay, we're going to get this done right now. And you know, I want to keep playing, but I do want to protect myself. But you know, as of right now, you know, um, the process kind of slow. I'm not really doing a lot of rehab. Like I'm doing a lot, of, a lot of band work. But I mean, I rather do something than nothing at all, just mm-hmm. sitting around. But you know, it's kind of a, a look for me. Like, okay, if I get this so destroyed, then I'm gonna be a hundred percent Juwan. Like I've never been a hundred percent in college at all. I've been always hurt or always going through an injury or playing against an injury. But I feel like this was a, something that God was like, okay, you need to slow down. Like I need you to get back to your 100% self. So when you do need to perform and get to that level where you need to get to, then you're going to be straight on. So what I'm going through right now is a good thing for me. You know, I'm really just selling in. Like, all my focus really on my rehab in school, which is going good for myself. So That's amazing. Yeah, good for you. So how do you think, like, your mental health went when they were told that you needed to have surgery? Um, it was kind of – ah, it kind of messed me up, I ain't going to lie. Um, I called my mom on a regular basis just to see, like, what should I do. Like, it would be days I just, like, wake up, like, why am I – I'm going to go into the gym. I'm not really doing nothing. But at the same time, I still had to go to support my team through practice, film, stuff like that. But as time was going on, I got me a therapist. Nice to have somebody to talk to while I'm feeling some type of way. But that's really helping. I still got my therapist to today. So when I got therapy, it really was a good thing just to talk to somebody who didn't know who I actually am. So, like, when I'm going through a depression or, like, a sad moment, I call her anytime, like, I need to talk. And I could be there for, like, two, three hours just talk about how I actually feel. And once I get out that th- that therapy session, I felt – way much better because all that weight just got off my shoulder for sure uh real quick from the text line um if you ever need a good meal just relax too john and Cortland says you can eat with us plain burgers and steaks so he's got you hooked up for that <laughs> that's awesome i feel like i've heard so many athletes say they have like therapists and like how helpful it is oh absolutely like i feel like i need to look into that oh, oh i thought you had one i don't have one which i need to look into your mom is your therapist my mom's my therapist my <laughs> like, built-in best friend therapist literally yeah, I feel like especially for student athletes with your guys' schedules, like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot the biggest problem with therapy is people assume there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, nah, you just need events sometimes. Exactly. Like if you're not saying anything, like there's one day it's probably gonna it's gonna hit you at once and you're you're gonna be off for a day, a week, mm-hmm. like who knows how long you sink into maybe not a depression, but just some weird state. So like it bottling it up like that, you know, have you have you thought about it a lot? Like just venting or finding a therapist or is it just crossing your mind talking like, to you on here second time in like this week that i've heard people having it but like i feel like i vent to like my roommates and like my mom you know like girls yeah, are different sometimes you're i feel like your friends can be therapists mm-hmm. it just kind of all depends i guess like how you see them because like for me it, you know it's probably my family too like mm-hmm. i don't because they they're there and they listen but it just kind of depends like sometimes you got things going on that your parents just never dealt with themselves <laughs> yeah so it's hard to go for them for advice so Kind of after that injury, you know, when when did you kind of start getting that confidence back? I know obviously right now you're not doing a ton of work on it yet. You're just kind of doing band work. But how's it feeling and how's that confidence growing? Um, so I would say I, like 
probably like three weeks ago, I legit fully got my sling on. So when he told me that, I already felt like, okay, it's time to get to work now. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not really doing anything special, but at the same time, like, I'm out of this restricted sling. So at this point, like, okay, I'm getting this confidence back to the point, okay, I'll forget 100%. I don't care how long it's going to take, 1% each day is a, is something good for me. So, you know, as of right now, my confidence is building back up to, like, where it would be. So, like, right now, it's not fully there, but it's, it's coming along for sure. Do you think if we arm wrestled, who would win? What did that break your confidence? I mean, we <laughs> if you want to go on my dominant hand, you definitely going down. But this left hand, hey, you definitely got it. I'm not risking that at all. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> funny. How are stairs going? Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> stairs is going fine. fine? A, little, a little bit huffing and puffing, yeah. but, hey, we get up there. Trust me, You're we get up there. It. You're getting back. Yeah. yeah you guys course. are running stairs? Nah, she get on me because I told her one day, like, I'm out of shape right now. Kind of work out, like, almost two months. So, okay. while, I walk, while I walk up the stairs, I'll be, like, kind of out of out of gas. That's the sure. first sign. Yeah. When you know you need to get back in yeah. the lab, you're like, uh-oh, it's these so, stairs are causing me problems. Okay. We all can't be a Megan Walker track star. Oh, so my so. gosh. It's <laughs> all those candy bars you're eating. That's what's... Hey, shout out to Mr. Good Boy. Hey, <laughs> we need yo deal. Come on. Oh, my gosh. You might be... I don't know who all eats those. You might be the first person that I've known. They, it, they're people that... I wonder at the station who all eats those because that one always sits... That in the yellow Starburst. Those are always uh-huh. at the bottom of the pile. There's yellow, some untouchables. Yellow Starburst are not it. I'm not it. grabbed from that candy bucket yet. Really? No, I'm not a candy person. Yes, we know. You more of a lettuce, tomato, <laughs> avocado, cucumber person. I've just grown up, and it was just like clean food. I don't know. My parents never like acclimated me to like sugars and sweets. I, f- I fell into the zebra cakes trap oh. at a young age, and that did me dirty. It set a sweet tooth in me early on. I got out of the little Debbie's. Thank God. I'd probably be 300 <laughs> pounds if I didn't find a way out. Oh <laughs> They were so good, but yeah, that sweet tooth will get you. Oh, definitely. Uh, but anyways, kind of get off the subject of food here a little bit. We do got another question uh, from the text line. Uh, Nebraska basketball fan says, uh, what's up, Juwan? Is there any part of your game you'd like to work on for next year? If so, what would it be? Um, It would definitely be my jump shot. You know, everybody know Coach Fred was a great shooter where he growing up, you know, playing the NBA college, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um. I'll say my IQ for sure. You never could get enough of learning the basketball for sure. Um, IQ, basketball, shooting, handles, just an overall game. Like you never have a space that you can't work on. So definitely all my game for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Sarah Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. We have uh, Juwan Gary in here uh, from Nebraska basketball and then Megan Walker from the track team, both in here. So you guys can ask some questions or watch on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter on or on Allo on channel 951. Uh, you can catch all our stuff there. Um, but so kind of, you know, your defense, was that something – it's pretty obvious for Nebraska fans. I think that's the thing people noticed first was the blocks, the rebounding, just the length that you are able to provide on the court. Mm-hmm. Was that something you grew into later in your career or early on where you were a scorer, um, a defense was kind of second? Um, like I said, I'm from South Carolina. I'm a, I'm a person that people don't really know about. Like, South Carolina is a small – well, I come from not a small city, but nobody out of South Carolina really come from, like, a D1 area. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a – I call myself a dog. If anyone knows what a dog <laughs> is, like that's a person that get down and dirty and do all the dirty work. But defense is something I t- took pride of. Cause in the day, like if somebody like having a struggle time trying to score me, I'll make the game way harder for him. To the point, it's making it way easier for me because if you don't score no points, I'm doing all the work I can do. But defense is something I just took pride on in college for sure. Absolutely, and uh, you know I got both guys in here. I, I'm curious what as student athletes what you guys think. Did you guys watch the women's championship game 
uh, with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. I was at the TV yelling. <laughs> okay. I was yelling at the TV the whole time yesterday. <laughs> uh, so, did you guys have any beef with how Angel Reese or Caitlin Clark handled that whole thing? Because um, both, I mean, what I'm referring to is um, before Caitlin Clark and her playoff run did the You Can't See Me, and then after Iowa lost, LC won the championship. Uh, Angel Reese followed her around for like maybe 10, 15. It was a little lengthy. So there was a little extra on there doing the you can't see me and then going pointing at a ring finger. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys, as student athletes, have any problem with that? Knowing that she was the one that kind of, Caitlin Clark was the one that kind of started it. And then you can argue Angel Reese might have took another step. But nonetheless, is there any lines, you know, crossed for you guys seeing that situation? Mm, I don't think I, like I said, it's basketball. Like, it's kind of where I land. It's mm-hmm. basketball. Like okay, they talking trash. Like say like, but they judging it because they women. If a guy does it, it's no problem. Like okay, oh he's talking trash. Okay, cool. Like it's a great matchup. But a girl does it, it's the whole problem now, which I don't see why. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like they are still basketball players. So like when Caitlyn does, okay, that's her thing. Okay, when Angel does it, that's her thing because then they she showed and proved like what she deserved. Like okay. It's taunting. Okay, it's basketball. And they, like, they not fighting. They ain't doing no – okay, it's just basketball. But, like I said, it's, it's no thing. It's more problem than me. I liked it. I loved it very much. <laughs> made it interesting. I very interesting, for uh, sure. Because you know who's back next year? Reese. You know who's back? Clark. Exactly. They're, they're going to have another run. Do you have any problems with that as a student athlete? I feel like track is very different than basketball. So, like, I'm going to view it differently than, like, Juwan does. Because, like, mm. track isn't, like, as A little more individual. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like – I don't know. Like, I don't see it as necessary. Like, okay. I don't see. I don't know. I just don't like to get into, like, drama about other stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. That's, not, that's just me, though. I mean, that's a fair opinion. Like, mm-hmm. you're just on the side. That's kind of the way DP leans. He's like, I don't care if it's men or girls. Like, his argument wasn't this is a problem. You know, now he's always kind of hated that stuff. So I can I can see both sides. Like, if you're a person that you think that doesn't belong in the game, like, he doesn't think it's funny when Pat Buck. Patrick Beverly does it either. You know, when he's hitting LeBron with the too small, you know, he doesn't. So, like, there's both sides. For me, I'm kind of the same way. I like the competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going to be doing that as a great player, and if you you have to watch the before and after because they've respected Caitlin Clark. Yeah, definitely. You know, they said it before the game, like, wow, it's kind of crazy to be going up against her. Like, they, they recognize she's a great. Um, but, yeah, I just – I didn't really have any problems with it. Do you, got, do you guys got uh, picks for tonight? Oh man, I'm going. I'm probably going with UConn just because San Diego State. Like I said, San Diego State beat my old team, Alabama. Um, yeah. Like I said, there's a bunch of dogs on the team for sure, a bunch of veteran guys. But at the same time, you know, UConn, you know, got a lot of experience in the national championship. So, but it's gonna be a great game. You never, you never know. It's March. It's March Madness. You never know what's gonna happen at all. So. Yeah. Look at the Final Four. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Megan, UConn? I'd or? say UConn because I wanted to go there for a school, oh, so oh, okay. that's the only reason. Okay, so, well, that yeah. being said there, um, I'll probably lean UConn, too, just the way they've kind of been dominating. But honestly, with San Diego State's defense taking down Alabama, mm-hmm. number one offense coming into the tournament, like it kind of – who knows what can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Jawan said, it is March Madness. But we'll throw it to break here on Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. We'll be back right after this break.